Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, it's another beautiful day in the neighborhood, and I am so glad you are listening to KBXL 94.1. I'm your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. It's going to be a great day, and you can make it great by having a great attitude and loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And I'm so glad that uh, you are tuned in. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for a great day. This is a day, the Lord, that can stick out over many days if we really honor you and put you first and allow you to do great things in our lives. Lord, you want to use us to touch people. Help us to love one another. Help us to be there for one another. And God, may we follow you with everything we have. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, I want to talk a little bit about several things today. Jericho, Zacchaeus, uh, the beggar. So I'll get right to it. And In fact, the next two days, I'll probably be talking about today and tomorrow, I should say, talking about similar subjects. So anyway, I'm glad you tuned in. It should be a good week. And uh, it's just uh, it's just the week I'm getting back from my vacation. I went on a vacation to Portland, Maine. I'll have to tell you about it more uh, down the line, but I'm just telling you something. Life's good, and it's fun to be able to get away from time to time, and I have not got away much during uh, these times, like most of you. And now we don't want to drive anywhere because it cost us an arm and a leg. And um, I don't know, this world, uh, I'm glad that we can say this world is not our home and we're just a passing through because that is the truth. And who knows when we will see Jesus because, boy, it could be soon. So be ready. Well, I want to talk a little bit about Zacchaeus. You know, when you think of Zacchaeus, you think of that story or that song, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. And he climbed up in the sycamore tree. Well, guess what? That's what we're going to talk about. And now I turned to the wrong page, but there it is right in front of me. So anyhow, um, but we know about Zacchaeus. So this is actually, I'm not, going to, I'm not going to read you the story of Zacchaeus because I think you know that story. But uh, we're going to talk about him in a few minutes, I should say. But Anyway, let's get rolling here. I'm, I'm all over the place this morning, so just bear with me. My mind is in left field. Well, people surrounding Jesus' uh, visit were under false pretense of what Jesus was doing, visiting a noted sinner and a tax collector, you know, like Zacchaeus. Why would he stay with such a man? He wanted to come to his house tonight, remember? I want to come to your house tonight. Well, Jesus had no pretense. He had no false motives. His motives were to lead the lost to him. That's what he was always about. And folks, that's what we should always be about, is wanting people to know Jesus. Because this world is going to pass away. Whether you believe it or not, it is going to pass away. If you believe the Word of God, which I certainly do, or I wouldn't be sharing with you on the air. Well, the, the Jericho visit for uh, Jesus was big. In fact, first started with Jesus stopping by Jericho on, on the journey that he was headed on, and he seemed to be always moving and touching people wherever he went. He traveled from Jerusalem to Jericho. I imagine it was a dusty little road as it was pretty dry in the desert country. Today, they have a highway from Jerusalem to Jericho, and it's 17 miles from one city to the other. And then back by foot or by camel or donkey, it was a nice little journey. 
a little up and down as Jericho is a place of around 800 feet of elevation where Jerusalem is, uh, similar to Boise at 2,500 feet. It was a little walk. The Jordan River is real close to Jericho, and Jericho had a good water supply, which lends to greenery in the midst of the desert-like look. Jericho is one of the oldest cities on record and was a real thriving, wealthy city in Jesus' time. The population was around 2,500 people, and today it's around 17,000 in the city limits. It was a small area. Some of the most profound artifact diggings are at Jericho. In fact, the remnants of the walls of Jericho were excavated from Joshua's time, as some would remember his obedience and the wall falling down. It was known for its beautiful palm trees, and, and I thought it was a beautiful, uh, quaint place to visit. My wife and I were able to visit in 1987, and uh, it was, uh, it was, I thought it was a beautiful little town. You just, but now you got the road, so you can go straight out the highway uh, to Jericho and and go down to the city. And it is in the middle of the desert, but it's like it's like an oasis or something in the middle of the desert where it's beautiful when you get downtown. All the palm trees, uh, it's just it's kind of beautiful greenery. It's very interesting. And then you're just walking down the the streets, and and you, then you get outside of town a little bit. And you see all the excavations of the Great Wall of Jericho from years and years ago. The truth of the Word of God. But when Jesus entered the city, he made immediate stir. You know, he, in fact, I want to read to you Luke chapter 18, verses 35 through 42 before we go much farther here. He says, As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked, what was happening? They told him Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near him, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. Isn't it interesting? You see things happen, cause you to praise God. But sometimes you want to wait and see until it happens. Instead of believing and trusting in him early and getting the benefit of serving your almighty God without having to see. Remember what Jesus said uh, to the disciples after the resurrection? Blessed are those who believe without seeing, and how true that is in our lives. Well, when Jesus entered the city, you know, like I said, it was it was a stir because he got people riled up because of what he did. As Jesus entered the city and the blind beggar wanted to know what the commotion was, you know, when he said, it was, they cry, he cried out, Jesus have mercy on me. And folks, that's at times in our lives we need to cry out, Jesus have mercy on us. So he healed them. It's amazing to me how people who knew all about the power of Jesus could still not understand their mission or Jesus' mission. So many people today still live in that mentality. That is why we see so many people so shallow in the relationship with God. Some might say, well, how did the beggar even know anything about Jesus? And how did Zacchaeus know anything about Jesus? The thought is that John the Baptist preached Jesus Christ just a few miles away at the Jordan River in the side of Jericho, and so you know it's probably quite a uh, topic of the day. 
Um, most of most people know that the word spreads when uh, when things are exciting, when something new comes up, people hear about it. Well, Zacchaeus, back to Zacchaeus, and I'm going to pop all over the place today, was that he is a wealthy man, the district tax man, was despised by most because of his job and wealth. He was also short in stature, and he wanted to get a glimpse of Jesus, so he climbed up into a sycamore tree. And uh, here's what sycamore tree, uh, sycamore tree looks like. Uh, when I was showing this to my church, I showed him a picture of that. Uh, some of you have seen sycamore trees, and there's a couple people sitting in it, and, and they're at times just to look down, but this time is Zacchaeus. And we see in Luke chapter 19, this continues the Zacchaeus story. He says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him. Then he saw Jesus coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your home today. Isn't that interesting? He calls him by name and says, I must stay at your home today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to the guest of a sinner? But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, 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 here and now I give half my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus had said to him, Today salvation has come to this home, because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. People understand that. The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. We were all lost until we believed in Jesus. We're all lost until we were found. And folks, I hope every one of you knows Jesus Christ, that you believe he's the Son of God, and that you'll walk with him. You'll ask him to forgive your sins, come in your life, and to give you a new start, because he wants to. He is there for you. Zacchaeus didn't allow, or Jesus, I shouldn't say, didn't allow social status to affect the situation. Oh, this wouldn't be socially acceptable, having a leader and a wealthy man host Jesus of Nazareth. But the power of Jesus Christ took over, and Zacchaeus jumped at the opportunity. Unfortunately, many people in our world today want little to do with the church, or those things spiritual, because we don't want to be accused of being Christian or too righteous, because we'll be marked. This happens in our high schools, in our colleges, all over America. We want to fit in. We want to be in the in crowd instead of standing up for the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm so proud of those in our schools who choose to make a difference. I'm so happy for groups like Student Adventure, Young Life, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, who offer students an opportunity to be Christian leaders. But sadly, we squander much opportunity to be involved in life's social ladder. Remember this. Jesus loves us, not our social status. If only people would understand that. Jesus could do some powerful things in our lives and in our schools, in our workplace. Well, I'm going to continue this. I'm going to talk a little more about Zacchaeus tomorrow. I'm going to be a little, I'm not going to jump around as I did today. I'm sorry. I was very scattered today. And uh, But you know what? That's okay. You might as well get the real me because it's not perfect. 
But you know what? Hopefully it's helpful because I want to be used by God. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.